Hello and welcome to the Her True Strength Podcast. And if you're an active Christian woman who's been on your health journey for a few years now and has a desire to get stronger and healthier, then you know that your health is something to take seriously. But at the end of the day, you also know that your days are numbered and that you've got a mission to do here on this earth. So if you want to know that you're getting healthier without becoming obsessed or hyper fixated on the scale, then buckle up as we unpack how to take your health seriously, but not too seriously in today's episode. Stay tuned. Her True Strength Podcast is your faith-based approach to discovering how to build your strongest body yet. You'll learn how to strengthen your mind, body, and spirit all through the lens of the gospel. I'm your host, Laura Lindahl, follower of Jesus, lifter of weights, and adventure enthusiast. And I empower faith-based women to build strong bodies from the inside out so they can confidently impact the world with strength and grace. Welcome to the Her True Strength Podcast. Hello, 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 Coach Laura all here, guys, and I'm stoked to be here with you recording from the depth of my closet. We are in the process of preparing for a move when I'm recording this, so our closet is uh, looking a little bit more empty day by day, so if you guys aren't getting that up close and cozy sound, you know why. But let's go ahead and dive right in. So I chose today's topic after a conversation that I had with one of my clients. We had just wrapped up a session together over Zoom, and she stopped and said something to me that I'll likely never be able to forget. She said that she's the healthiest she's ever been, which was incredible, but that she's thought about her health the least she ever had. And it hit me, this extremely paradoxical statement. But what she said was very profound, and I believe a lot of women just want to be at a place where they're practicing healthy habits but living life free from fixation on health, from the anxiety of the scale or fear of what to wear or what not to wear. In other words, they want their health to matter and to make an impact, but they don't want it to become an idol in their life. They don't want it to be all life-consuming because the fact of the matter is that your health is important, right? But it's not the most important thing about you. And asking ourselves if our health is an idol is an excellent way to ensure that Christ is staying at the forefront of our desires and the throne of our heart. And as you likely already know, when Christ is at the center of our heart, when our desires are in line with his desires, is when we are truly and happy and fulfilled. Which is why today's episode is going to be so vitally helpful for you as you navigate your own health journey. And I'll be, I would be lying from the pits of hell if I were to tell you that I have this all perfectly figured out. I don't. It's actually something that I've wrestled with for years as a coach, but now have an awareness. And by the grace of God, I have a framework and a toolkit to work through it when I start to see the idol of health sprouting back up in my life with a lot of ongoing prayer and surrender to the Lord. So it's my hope that by the end of today's podcast, you will have a better understanding of your health, what it is, how to care for it, and most importantly, how to keep it in its proper seat at the table of the priorities in your life. So with that extended edition of an intro, let's dive in, shall we? Alrighty, in today's episode, I'm going to break down exactly what healthy living is for the believer. 
and what practical steps you can be taking to ensure that your healthy lifestyle isn't becoming more than it was designed to be, and how to know that health is becoming an idol in your life, and finally, what to do about it. All right, before we dive in, it's vitally important that we clearly define what health is because I'm afraid it's a really vague term, right? It's very subjective. For example, to one woman, getting healthier could be gaining 10 pounds, perhaps after a battle with, say, anorexia. And to another woman, getting healthier could look like getting her period back. And to another, it could be improving her deadlift for better motor control so her back doesn't hurt, right? It's all over the place. So I'd like to set up some parameters. Here's my best definition of health. Your health is a multifaceted gift from the Lord to keep your human body usable and fully functioning while on this earth. And we'll unpack that definition in today's episode. But I think what a lot of women overlook is that there are actually five different aspects of your health. It's extremely multifaceted. There's the physical aspect, which most of us equate with how much we weigh, what our blood pressure is, how our joints feel, and how much muscle we have on our body, right? Then there's this emotional aspect to our health. This is how we feel on a daily basis, how we handle our emotions when we feel them being present, what we do with them when we feel them, how we respond to them, our relationship to our emotions. Are we sad, angry, happy, or lonely? And how we operate from that space. There's an emotional health. Third, we have a social health. This is to what extent do you have deep, meaningful relationships? To what extent do you feel loved and known in your community of friends or social circles? These are some examples of your social health. And then fourth, we're going to have our mental health. And I'm going to make a shameless plug here for May when I'm recording this as Mental Health Awareness Month, because I've been pretty open about some of the struggles I've had in the last year with processing grief and sadness, and it started a journey that I was not prepared for to uncover a depth of emotional and mental health that I needed to learn about. And I'm so thankful. So since seeing counselor regularly, I've learned that just like we hire coaches to help us get stronger, just like we pay doctors to help us stay physically well, it's completely normal safe, and in my opinion, a very good thing to hire a counselor or therapist to help you unpack emotions and mental health. In fact, it's much better than normal. I believe it's very healthy. Okay, plug done. Mental health. Definition is how well we are able to cope with the stressors of life, to recognize one's own abilities, meaning we're not blind to our abilities or feel like we have no abilities, no capabilities, and have clarity of thought meaning we're able to think, put words together clearly, be able to understand things, mentally capable. And last, but definitely not least, is the aspect of your health, spiritual health. And in the case of this podcast, spiritual health reflects the closeness of your relationship to your Heavenly Father, to Jesus, to God, how often you communicate with Him, depend on Him, seek Him, and pursue to become more like Him. Okay, these are not official definitions. These are Laura's definitions in the context of my experiences of life. I hope you like them. So it's now kind of obvious that health is a big deal, right? Especially for most of my followers, most of my listeners, they tend to be overachievers. You are a late night worker. You are a perpetual pursuer of doing better. 
And I don't think it would take a lot of imagination to think of how much energy and effort it would take you if you tried to manage every aspect of your physical health, mental health, social health, and spiritual health all by yourself and do it perfectly, right? It's impossible. The thought of it kind of stresses me out. (laughs) Yet what we do day in and day out, we try to manage everything ourselves, don't we? We get frustrated that we feel like we can't do it all. We get frustrated by our body that it's not performing the way we expect it to. And if that's you, then listen in. Because that frustration is likely a sign that you could be taking your health a little too seriously. And if you're doubting me, that's okay. Let me pose a few questions to help you know if you are in the act of taking your health too seriously or making your health something more than it was designed to be, an idol in your heart. And before you throw your hands up and say there's no way it's an idol, just wait up for a second. Let me define what an idol is. Actually, let me let Tim Keller define what an idol is because he's got a much more robust definition. He says that an idol is anything that we look to to give us what only God was designed to give us. Think about that for a second. An idol is something that we look to give us, something that only God was designed, that only God can give us. And I think a lot of us try to find that in our health, but let's do some investigating with some questions. And it's here that I'd like to pose to you our first question. Are you considering your health something that you possess? Or is it something that you have been given as a gift? Because your answer to this question will likely tell you a lot about how you view your health. See, if we view our health as something that we possess, we very quickly start to believe the lie that we can control every aspect of it. Because it's easy to believe that we can control what belongs to us, right? But the reality is that for the believer, your health is a gift from the Lord. From the moment of your conception, your life was set out before you. When your heart started beating for the very first time, it was using a design created by God to function. Your mind was created to process faster than any supercomputer that we can contemplate, right? And your emotions so intricately created from hormones and synapses that we can't even begin to fathom to control. And some of you may be asking yourself, and which is okay, how can I know if I'm viewing my health as a possession and not a gift? For you, I've got a few signs, or some might call red flags, that you may want to be looking out for. The first sign is this. In your attempts to be healthy, you believe that if you just know enough If you just do enough to be healthy, then you can somehow control your health completely. So you might spend hours researching health topics instead of spending time with friends or in the word. You might perpetually weigh the health consequences of your actions or feel ashamed if you don't make what you believe is to be the right choice. And how do I know these things? Because y'all, I did them for years. So I'm speaking from experience. And it's funny because when we do the right things, we feel healthier. We believe that we're just getting what we deserve. After all, you worked for it, right? So instead of being thankful for your health, we expect things to turn out well. And when they do, our satisfaction doesn't come from the Lord, but satisfaction comes from our own efforts, our own earnings, our own proving. 
And I think that this creates a lack of gratitude for the Lord for a lot of aspects of our health because we feel that if it comes from us and not from Him, that we earned our health. And here's where this gets dangerous, ladies. When we get the news that we didn't expect, like my sister getting diagnosed with breast cancer at 30 years old, we can easily go into blaming ourselves for it all because we were under the illusion all along that our health was a possession that we could control instead of a gift from a loving and perfect father. Okay, the second sign to look out for that you may be viewing your health as a possession rather than as a gift is being surprised when you get sick. Like, oh dang, am I sick? Am I sick? How in the world did I get sick, right? You can say I'm such a healthy person. I found myself doing this all the time. This is a really big red flag for me. It's almost like we've tricked ourselves to believe that we don't live in broken bodies, that somehow we can add a callus to our humanness and make it incapable of being sick and sickness takes us by surprise. So if you find that you get surprised by sickness, that you're shocked at it, that might be a sign that your health is a possession to you, that you believe you can control. And getting sick is an alarm from our body saying that you can't control everything. Okay, moving on to our second question. The second question I'd like to pose to you to help you identify if you're making your health an idol is this. Are you pursuing health as an end in itself or as a means to an end? This is really important to note because health is such a good thing that we can make it the primary good thing in our life. Everyone wants to be healthy, right? I have yet to have someone walk up to me and ask me to help them build more unhealthy habits, right? Like no one is doing this and hopping on a discovering call and saying, I just want to get my blood pressure up and skyrocket the way my clothes fit. You know, like no one is saying this. Health is a global desire, but health is not a primary goal. It's a secondary goal. And for the believer, Christ is a primary source of goodness in our life, not our health. And as Christians, health can be a tremendous way to glorify God in our lives, right? The healthier we are, the better we can love and serve those around us, right? So if we're viewing our body, we're viewing being healthy as the end-all be-all to life rather than the means to the end goal, then we must realize that we're creating something of health that it was never meant to be. And we can easily find ourselves pursuing a mirage of something called optimal health, this expectation of ourselves, of our body, that there is somehow this end goal of optimal health. And all the while, we're missing out on the other missions that God has for us. And I think I see women trying to be healthy and do this. It's not necessarily something that we can see on the outside, right? This is something that has much more to do with the spirit or the attitude at which we approach our health. You can't see this when someone starts strength training. You can't see this when someone decides to cut back on carbs or cut back on sugar, whatever it is they decide to cut back on. You can't see those things from the outside. It's in the spirit that we approach our health, where it finds itself in our thoughts, in our self-talk, in our attitude, how often or how frequently it becomes a habit in our thoughts or our actions. And as a small example, I remember walking the belt line around Atlanta and watching a boot camp class with women just 
pumping out burpees and flipping tires. And then just a few minutes later, I remember noticing a mom cycling past us on a bicycle attached to a trailer. And what was inside the trailer really caught my eye and it stuck with me. It wasn't a toddler like I expected. It wasn't a little fluffy dog or an infant inside the trailer. Inside was probably about a nine-year-old son who had cerebral palsy. And in that moment, it became so clear to me the difference between the two. She was taking her health seriously. And it was likely she was doing a lot of work pulling around a nine-year-old in a trailer. But she wasn't taking it so seriously that she missed the entire point of it. To allow her to be a present mother. To allow her to love her child well. She had a very different end in mind for her health. I really want to make sure it's, I'm saying this again and again. Health is to be nurtured. It is a means to the end that is to bring glory to God through the service of our lives. In other words, optimal health is not our final destination. It's not an attempt at beating death or the aging process. Guys, life doesn't work that way. It wasn't designed that way. So the last question I'd like to pose, if you're trying to investigate, if you're taking your health too seriously or not, is this. Are you exceedingly worried or anxious about your health? Are you perhaps hypersensitive to any changes in your body that may pose as a threat to your health, even if there's no direct threat in it? Say, for example, anytime your back has a tweak or anytime you notice a new mole, are you looking up to see what skin cancer looks like? If you have like a joint pain, are you looking up what it looks like to have a torn MCL? And here's what I mean. You spend your days dwelling on what might be wrong with you. You are consumed with the thought of what might happen in your body. It's almost the opposite of PTSD or post-traumatic stress disorder. And it's become pre-traumatic stress disorder. We're worried about something happening to our health before anything even happens. We're worried about. And of course, Jesus knew as he knew everything. He knew that as humans, we are prone to worry. He knew that we'd be worrying a lot. He knew that our hearts would be anxious, which is why I think the words in Luke 12, 25 are so comforting to those of us who struggle with this. He said, who can add a single day to your life by worrying? And he goes on to tell us to consider the lilies of the field. They're not toiling for their health. They simply rest in God's daily supply of water and sunshine for their life. And guys, Here's a crazy paradox about your health anxiety. Worrying about your health can make us less healthy, which is crazy. Holding onto thoughts about your health and running through them over and over again in your mind will throw your body into panic mode. Our fight or flight state becomes activated because the mind believes it's under attack. Worrying about your health isn't going to do anything for your health. And before we talk about what you can do for your health, to be able to take it seriously without taking it too seriously, I think it's really important that I touch on one last thing. Because if I were to peel back the layers on a lot of this worry and anxiety, I believe that at a deeper level, a lot of it roots back to a mistaken definition of suffering in the Christian life. See, I think that we've become too comfortable. And the thought of losing an aspect of that comfort and controlled, I've air quotes, controlled environments, I think it scares the pants off of us. Suffering is to be avoided in our society, right? At all costs. But 
sometimes the suffering is the most effective tool that God has to deepen our walk with him. See, we've replaced the desire for our suffering to be used supernaturally in our lives with a desire for our suffering to be cured supernaturally. And does God work that way? Yes, sometimes he does. I think that we see that time and time again in scripture, but not all the time. Sometimes it's not all sunshines and unicorns to say that this too shall pass because it doesn't always pass. Sometimes suffering lasts, but it's in God's perfect design to sanctify us, to make us more complete, more whole, and more satisfied in him. I think the best example of suffering that we have was Jesus's suffering on the cross, right? Praise Jesus that he didn't shy away from that suffering the way that we shy away from suffering, but that he instead willingly traveled to Jerusalem. He walked there. There wasn't a plane or train. He went step by step. They went to the garden that he submitted himself because he knew that the suffering wouldn't be cured. He wouldn't be saved last minute by the angels or in the midst of his deepest pain. He knew that on the other side of suffering, there was a supernatural change that would impact the trajectory of every single human life. And in its ultimatum, death would be defeated. Wow. What a reframe, right? Okay, so let's take a step back on our topic of health in today's world. Guys, we are bombarded with messages that suffering should be avoided, eliminated, and in order to keep health in its rightful place in our lives, we need to step back for a second and remind ourselves of the role that suffering actually plays in our lives. James 1, 2 through 4 says to count it all joy when you meet trials of various kinds. Guys, do you hear that? Like, joy? Now, if someone is suffering right now, this might be a lot to hear, and I get that. A truth this bright can blind the eyes when they're middle of the dark season, but it's my prayer for us as women that we have truth to supply our needs when we're ready to hear it and strengthen our minds in the world that we live in today, especially as we approach our health and wellness. So as we try to let go of health as an idol in our lives, It's important to remember that Jesus knows our desires, right? He promises that he's coming back to restore our bodies. He's coming back to wipe away every tear and to bring completeness to our broken bodies. God knows that you want to be healthy. He knows that you want to be complete. He knows that you want to be healed. And it's in that knowing that he has a promise that you will. And it's something to remember that restoration is coming. He will make all things new. One day you will have a perfect body, but it is not promised here on this earth. And with that comes a deep level of trust for God's promises, right? To know that he will complete us. He will restore our body, not us. It's not about us. It's not on us. And I don't know about you, But that takes a lot of stress off of my life. And I think that Jesus is probably a lot better at fixing my body than I'll ever be. So then how do we look at our health, knowing that it's important? What is the rightful place of health in our lives? Because it is extremely valuable to making our health and making our lives better. You're only given one body, right? And it is a tremendous gift. And we are commanded to be good stewards of our body, right? The first verse that comes to mind is Colossians 3.23, right? Which you probably know since Sunday school. It reminds us to work heartily. How? 
for the Lord and not unto men. We're a woman, and that includes you. So when we're heading out for your evening walks, going to lift something heavy or spend time to meal prep for a healthy meal, do it for the Lord. Knowing that a healthy body is a body that can be of good use for his purpose planned within you. Do your work and your workouts for the Lord, not for you. Honor him as you pursue better health and then trust him with the outcome. A great part of my struggle with this as a trainer whose job is to literally help people make health a bigger part of their life is to understand that true health, optimal health can only come from a body, soul, and mind that is functioning in its intended of God's design and one that relies on faith in God's promises and his plan. Being scared of suffering is human, guys. Being upset when we get sick, being scared of cancer, death, or weight gain is a natural response. It's part of our brain's defense mechanism. But that fear was never meant to overtake our lives or consume our mind. Fear reminds us that we're not in as much control that we think we were. And to be honest, we often need that reminder. Because the truth is that we are frail, we are finite, and we are fragile creatures. And that fear can push us back to depend more on Christ, which, now that I say it, is beautiful. Because God knows we want to be whole. He knows our fragile state, which is why he's delivered us from the fear of death, right? This is the most miraculous and compassionate thing that God could do for us, is to conquer death. The ultimate fear, right? What is the opposite of health? Death. (laughs) The power of death, guys, has been destroyed by the cross. Even at our death, we have freedom and we made more perfect in heaven. So to tie this up, should you pursue health? Absolutely. But not out of fear of death or to meet the goal of optimal health. We pursue health as a means to bring more glory to God in our lives from a health and a desire to be faithful with the gift that he has given us. So I want to encourage you, if this podcast made you squirm a little bit, that's okay. When I first came to the realization that health had become an idol in my life, Satan wanted to tempt me to believe that I should feel shameful about it. And to be honest, I did for years, but I don't anymore. Because even though I know that I will still wrestle with this in the future, I know that I'm free from the power of sin. And I know that there's therefore now no condemnation on my life for that sin. And even better yet, I've learned to keep my health as a priority, but not as the main priority. And as a desire, but not my main desire. As a journey, but it's not my destination. And it's my prayer that it can be that for you too. I want to give you guys three journal prompts that can help you reflect on what place health is holding in your life. And please, 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 please don't make this another podcast that you just listen to and then don't do anything to change your life. I'm taking the time to do this. Take the time to do your journal reflection. You hear me? Okay, great. Here's the three questions. First, how am I viewing my health as a possession and not a gift from the Lord? Follow-up question. If I was to trust the Lord more in my health journey, what would that look like? Second question. How often do I get surprised when I'm sick, experience pain, or get a diagnosis that seemed unexpected? If my view of suffering was the same of Jesus, what could change in my life? And then the third journal question. 
you're going to do it. I know you will. You're, you're a hard worker. What fears or anxiety do I need to surrender to the Lord and replace with his promise to restore and redeem my future and my body? All right. You guys are going to do it. Pause this podcast. Answer those questions. All right. Once you've done that, guys, I want to thank you for listening all the way through today's episode. And as always, I don't want you to just agree with this podcast. I'm not doing this to get head nods. I'm doing this to change hearts and help women strengthen not only their body, but also their mind and spirit. So if something I said today hit deep for you, do something about it. Write it down, complete the journal prompts and listen to this again. And if you do, send me a DM on Instagram, shoot me an email, laura.lindahl at truestrengthcollective.com and let me know about it. I'm looking forward to the next episode, guys. Until next time, stay strong. All the love, Coach Laura.